Empire. Deal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, is mine? We're not going to be fucking sunk this year with the Stanley Cup champions! This podcast is all over social media, so follow us on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod, Instagram at Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcast. Also, the Facebook group, just search Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. And you can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com. There's a podcast player right on the front page. If someone you know doesn't want to or know how to download a podcast app or even knows what a podcast is, just tell them to go to the website and hit play. Simple as that. Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vizana, and as always, my brother, Noel. Hey, Noel, real quick. I just wanted to say something to our beloved audience here. I know I always say this at the end of the show, but I want to say it here before we get started. Please do us a favor and rate and review the show. It's been a while since anybody's rated this thing or reviewed. Great reviews and great ratings, but we do five stars are always greatly appreciated. Also, if you have not subscribed or followed, you know, depending on what app you use, please do that. It's a big help. You know, I promise we are not getting rich off this show, contrary to popular belief. So if you do those three little things for us, it'll help us with advertisers and who knows, maybe we could make a few bucks on the side. What do you think, Noel? Damn, you're sounding like Oliver Twist or something. Might I have more? <laughs> hey, we've been doing this for almost a year here, you know? Yeah. We could use a couple extras. Little change, sir. <laughs> hey, I could start like a Patreon thing if I yeah, wanted to. Yeah, I, I'm not asking for much, oh, you know? Yeah, thank you. You know, if you like the show, freaking rate it. Absolutely. Yeah, please, you know, help us. It's not costing you a thing. It's just costing me my soul. So, you know, you could at least do that. But a little later on, after a week off due to Joel Corey being on the show, which I think was a pretty good substitute for the top five. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. But it's it's making its illustrious returns. So stick around for that a little bit later on the show. But first, oh, well, Noel, I'm not going to ask you about your weekend because... I know your weekend's already set with the NBA All-Star, All-Star. Weekend. All-Star! <laughs> no, but <laughs> but it's not the All-Star Weekend this year. It's the All-Star Day. Yeah, so, I know. I know. You know you it's one of the best weekends of the year. It really is. I know. They do it better than anybody. It's one of my favorite weekends. I watch everything on it, beginning to end. No DVR shit, none of that. I just, I, I love the experience, all the events, it's so great. Five, four, three, two, two one. <laughs> it's it's just great. The whole thing's awesome. I mean, honestly, the worst event for me is a slam dunk contest, which ends it. But I watch it anyway. You know, you might see a little bit of gimmicky stuff in it, which might come up a little bit in the top five later on. I don't know. But maybe. Maybe. We shall see. But not sure if anybody cares. But here's a schedule. Uh, a little bit of a change than the normal thing. But the skills challenge is starting at 6.30, followed by the three-point contest, my personal favorite. Yep. No Bertans this year. But the All-Star game is at 8. And then at halftime, don't take a piss break or anything because the... No intermission. No intermission. The slam dunk contest is at halftime. So 
There you go. A little bit different than normal. And, and the majority of the guys are that are going to be in these things are all-stars, except really except the, slam the slam dunk, dunk contest. contest has two rookies and I think a one-year player. It's got people might not even know who the hell these guys are, to be honest with you. You got Obi Tobin, Anthony Simons, and Cassius Stanley. And Cassius Stanley, this guy can jump out of the damn building, man. Well, I would hope so. He's no, gonna... I'm saying it, they all can, obviously, <laughs> but right. this guy's out of control. Who's your pick? Is he your pick? Yeah, he's my pick. He's my pick. All right. The good thing about it is, with the slam dunk contest, like I said, it's my least favorite of all of them. But since it's at halftime, they're only doing two dunks in the first round. Two dunks. Mm-hmm. And then in the final, whoever makes the final, I guess they'll eliminate one. I'm not really sure. And whoever makes the final only gets one dunk. They can't sit there and do like fucking uh, an hour long slam dunk contest and jump over them and taking 15 dunks because they missed the first 14. So that's one positive. That's That's so bad. It just takes so much of the air out of the building. I mean, there's not going to be anybody in there, but typically when they miss their first dunk, it's just like, uh, yeah, you know, and then they miss it again. But then, oh, they hit it the third time and then everybody's doing the hold back thing yeah. on the sidelines. It's like, come on. Right. It's not as cool if you don't do it the first time. No, you should. Uh, there should be automatic deductions. Like mm-hmm. each time you miss it, it should be one point off, but they'll still give them tens. Like we get it. You're trying to jump over, you know, bull bull. And uh, you missed it 15 times in a row. So finish it because you have to, but you shouldn't get the good scores. But I'm, I'm excited about the skills challenge. The skills challenge. Ugh. The thing is, like you said, all the players in it are the all-stars. So got a lot of guys that wouldn't normally do it are doing it. So you actually get to see some a lot of name guys, which is which I you like. You see Bird, Bird walk in with the warm-ups. Oh, that would be beast. Come in with <laughs> I bet you that boy can he can still jack some threes, man. You don't lose that. No. The three-point contest is stacked, man. You've got Devin Booker, uh Stephen Curry, Jalen Brown, Tatum, Levine and Donovan Mitchell. That's stacked. Of course, I would like to see the Bertans of the world. He didn't, honestly, the way he shot for the first deserve it. 90% of the season so far, he didn't deserve it anyway. Mm-hmm. And there's some guys that definitely did, but I think to keep, because of COVID, they wanted to narrow it down and keep the guys in the all-star game. Yeah. And that at least part of it, they shouldn't have done this at all, but at least that part of it makes sense. Bertans got what, second last year? Yes. Didn't he? He went to the the final round. I don't yeah. exactly know where he placed in that portion of it, but I think he was second. Yeah, and then you get the entree. You know, big game, the main, the, the worst part of the, the All Star Weekend, the, the hundred and eighty to hundred and seventy <laughs> game, until they start playing defense the last two minutes of the game. But Beal is a starter, so Beal we've got is a starter. That. He got snubbed last year, but the funny thing is, they did the draft <laughs> going back two years ago. He made it, and it was the last pick of the draft by the captains, right? Well, this year, they had no choice but to pick him for the starting lineup, but he was still picked last. Uh, poor guy. It, it doesn't matter if he leads the league in scoring or whatever. He's always going to be like the fat kid at gym class. It's just always going to be the case because he's a wizard. I don't get it. I don't understand what the... I understand like Durant picked Kyrie Irving because he's on the same team, and I don't know. LeBron does LeBron. He, he picked Atatacompo to start Giannis the, at the first pick. I get it. Maybe he shouldn't have been number one, but really? He was picked last with Tatum, his boy. So they're both going to the same team, and they can give hugs all around. 
but yeah, Durant's COVID not, hugs. Yeah, but Durant is, isn't <laughs> playing, so he got the last two picks of the starters. So technically, he was tied for last, I guess. That's a good thing. If you look at how they spread it out, though, I mean, Giannis, that's a no-brainer. And then Durant going with Kyrie because he knows him. He's his boy. And then, you know, Stephen Curry at number three, you need a shooter. Right. You know, and then at number four, Embiid, so you need a big man for Durant. And then... You got Luca. I mean, I pick Luca over Beal too. Right. You know, so I, I don't know. It's no, no. And then Kawhi, hey, I mean, it's all, a stacked, it's a fucking stacked lineup. If you look at it, they're all great. I'm not denying that at all. <laughs> it's just, you know, I what mean, what does the guy have to do? Gosh, and you know, he was watching. Oh yeah, he's like, you know, he was damn, watching. Yeah. Like, really, guys? And well, Tatum, well, you wasn't know, his even... wife was. Oh, absolutely. I, I wonder what she's tweeted. God only knows since we've been doing this show. Yeah, give my but. man respect. <laughs> or some shit like that. But yeah. yeah, and he was picked with a guy that wasn't even supposed to be a starter <laughs> as the last pick because Durant's not playing. So I don't know. Whatever. Hey, he's a starter. He's going to play. I hope he does well. And if I were him, I'd just go out there and just gun like crazy. Fuck it. Yeah. Everybody else does. He's been to the All-Star game before. All right. This isn't his first rodeo. He doesn't have to take a backseat to anybody. He's a starter. I would go out there and just run it. And try to win the damn MVP. He'd need to score like 50 to get the MVP because they'll give it to the captains, LeBron or Durant or some more known guy. But well, I don't think Durant will be winning it this year. Yeah, no, no, I know. But they give <laughs> it to those known guys, right? Yeah, I know. They, I mean, they give them out like candy. So I just hope he has a good performance and just doesn't, doesn't get that rap of high volume points on a shitty team. Well, the problem with him is he's not flashy which doesn't bode well for him in the all-star game he hits outside shots threes you know he's he's kind of shifty but he's not going to have those like lebron power dunks and shit you know what i mean he's he can dunk don't get me wrong but he's not going to you know blow the roof off the place type of thing you know he's just gonna do his thing i think the one positive of having it one day for him is they're not having like the full all-star experience where he's sitting on the bench with the guys they're just like boom going into a game so he just yeah. has the opportunity to like, all right, well, you know, we weren't in Vegas all weekend and playing it up, so I don't have to be as nice because we're kind of just jumping onto the court together. Um, yeah. So for me, I'd go out there and try to just kick ass to hell with it. You wanted me last? Obviously, you don't want me that bad. All these trade rumors and shit, nobody wants me that bad. He always needs that motivation, yeah. you know? Always does. Yeah. Well, I, it's fun. I wish it was a whole weekend. And we did have a previous show where we criticized them having it all, but I'll be front and center, man. I love it. It's here. All right, moving on to everyone's favorite Washington football team wideout, Terry McLaurin. Now, he might even be more beloved by this fan base, if that's possible. So let me explain. It came out last night from his interview with Jim Rome. Apparently, he still has a show. I had. <laughs> <laughs> Is it burning? <laughs> He's not burning yeah. anymore. Is Jim Everett still going on his show to like get him some ratings every once in a while? I was going to say Chris Everett was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, he told Rome that he was dealing with not one, but two high ankle sprains on both legs. Damn. Simultaneously. Unbelievable. You may remember that he missed only one week, which was week 16, which is incredible by itself. For somebody with just one high ankle sprain, but the fact that he had two, it's outrageous. You know, usually that's like a three to five week injury for most people on one bad leg. So there's a couple quotes from the Rome show that I'll throw out, but because he saw what Alex Smith and, and Rivera overcame throughout the season and, and obviously prior to that, he said, quote, I didn't really use that as an excuse. I had plenty of examples around my building to not use certain things or ailments 
The things you were going through as an excuse. McLaurin continued, My only thought was to get back and produce, even if it was just to take a little pressure off our other skill players to get them some clearer looks. I was willing to do that. End quote. You know, this guy's incredible. He just keeps out doing himself. I feel like he's going to have like, I don't know, <laughs> people in his basement or something, you know, like hidden in his basement. Jeez. I don't know. Oh, like there, there has to be something wrong <laughs> with him. He's too squeaky clean. No, the guy's such a consummate professional. We've always said it. He's, he's wise beyond his years. And um, yeah, it's just one more notch. How the fuck do you play on two high ankle sprains? Drugs. And then take one... <laughs> Right. I mean, what I mean, what was he doing? <laughs> He's a junkie. Yeah, well, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> no, but um but really though, how badly does this highlight how this team needs another receiver? Yeah. You cannot waste these years with him. Obviously, he's in his second year. You're not wasting anything, but my point is is that he's on a rookie deal. By the time that ends, if he continues this ascension up to being one of the top receivers in the league, which I think that he can be, He's going to ask for a lot of money. This is the time to get another guy in and to alleviate some of the pressure off of him and to bring out the best in him because it will. And that's what I was saying before, the Allen Robinsons and guys like that. It's imperative that you bring another guy, another side piece for him. He is this offense, regardless. Mm -hmm. We could talk about quarterbacks are the most important. Right now, he is the guy, their most talented guy, their diamond in the rough that they found. He's their Bradley Beal offensively. He's consistent, professional, does yep. ever you know what you're gonna get when he gets out there. If he Absolutely. gets the ball thrown to him, he's gonna catch it. I personally think, and not just because of this, but overall, after year three, they need to start talking a new contract with him. Yep. Obviously he's a third round pick, so they don't get the extra year. Yeah. And pay him what he's worth. The guy's getting paid like maybe a million dollars a year. I mean, obviously most would kill for that. The character but- on this guy. He's getting paid dirt. He doesn't know who's playing quarterback on a week-to-week basis. He goes out there and he produces. He's playing on two high ankle sprains. He could have just said, you know what? And most people would. Shit, I probably would. I'd be like, look, guys, <laughs> I need a couple weeks off. I mean, I'm making a mill here. Yeah. And for him to just bust it through, and I admire the guy. And there'd be a lot of guys, there'd be, there'd be jealousy if another guy comes in that's making... 15 times what he's making, even though he could technically still be the first wide receiver on the depth chart. But I don't see him as being a jealous guy. He knows his time's going to come, but that's why they have to get in front of it and pay him before his rookie contract ends. Show him that they appreciate what he's done for the franchise and they know that he's got a future with them. Pay that man his money from from Rounders. Eh, Whatever. Yes, the the Russian guy. Yeah, yeah. Malkovich. Yeah. Malkovich. <laughs> and again, don't waste the opportunity with this guy. Get him a QB and get him another receiver for him. This offense needs it, of course, but for him, bring him in. Everybody knows he's the best guy, like I said, and treat him like that. Get him what he needs. Nothing but love for Terry McLaurin Nothing there. but love, man. Something good yeah. came out of Ohio State for this team. Well, we got two. <laughs> We got two. We got yeah. two, man. Hey. Do you think anybody as a Washington fan dislikes McLaurin in any way? Like, is there anything to dislike? I mean, you have to be a sick person to say, like, I don't know. Somebody I hate probably that guy. says, like, he's fake or yeah, some shit. Something like that. Yeah, some crap. Like you first said, you know, that this guy's too clean. There's got to be something. <laughs> you know, like, there's got to be some underlying thing. Just, I don't know if he has a girlfriend. I don't know what his backstory is with his private life. But please don't get, like, Beal's wife or you know Russell Wilson's wife don't get some crazy bitch just because you're a nice person doesn't mean you have to have a yin to the yang 
and get some crazy woman that like, if he ain't going to talk, I am. Like, I'll talk for him. You know, he ain't like that. I'm going to be. No, just find a nice girl, settle down and have some nice kids. Yeah. And don't tweet. I don't think he really does. I I follow him. So he far, do so much. good. So far, so good. Obviously, his experience did not rub off on Dwayne Haskins. So he yeah. just taught him the playbook. But, right. You know, <laughs> and he still didn't pick yeah. it up. Anyway, all right. Staying with the Washington football team, this is some interesting news here. But in what has existed in over 50 years, the Washington cheerleaders... Redskinettes, they used to be called, I believe. Is that right? <laughs> they uh, were, yeah, that was that change to the <laughs> Redskins cheerleading team, and now yeah. I don't know what the hell. So many ahead. iterations of the of the team, uh, but which of course used to consist of all females. It's now going to be replaced with a co-ed dance team. This was <laughs> one of the first orders of business for the team's new senior advisor, Petra Pope, because her role is focused on creating a quote more modern franchise. Pope said, quote, change can be extremely difficult. I appreciate the passion that the ladies have and can relate to that passion because I've been a mentor for thousands of dancers over my career. As we progress to a reimagined era, the choreography will be much more athletic. We welcome the dancers of the past to audition. And if they have that skill set, they're welcome to join us. All right. So the poor former Washington cheer- I guess they were never Washington. No, no, they, there was a couple cheerleaders in the empty know. stadium. Yeah, they were up in the stands like yeah, they waving were their pom-poms in. from the seats. Yeah, right. They panned over every once in a while like in between the cardboard cutouts. <laughs> yeah. You think they made cutouts of like gawking guys? Like damn, like that damn face. You think uh Larry Michael was it was a cutout on that? <laughs> Give me like yeah. his bulging eyes. They put a bubble next to him. Give me the good bits. <laughs> so a couple things here. I, you know, I could care less about this. I know everyone's going to say it's the the cancel culture thing ruining everything again. But in context with this franchise, they're trying to wipe away the sins of the past in any way that they can. These guys made obviously, you know, as you mentioned the the good bits. They allegedly the nude cheerleader video thing. For the owner, among others, but mainly for Dan Snyder. True or not, it's public perception, right? And if it helps rebuild this franchise's image, good for them. Whatever. So are the male cheerleaders that they bring in, or whatever the hell you call them, going to be a buffer zone and protect them? What are they, bouncers? I mean, you're either going to harass them or you're not, right? Well, they'll probably stop doing the uh, Jamaica trips and things like that for the calendars. Sure. Even if they didn't have males there, I don't think they were going to do that anymore. Are the male cheerleaders going to be able to talk to the female cheerleaders? Because, you know, they had that protocol that the players weren't allowed to talk to the cheerleaders. (laughs) Are are they going to be able to speak? I don't think they're going to want to, Noel. Are they going to make sure they got to be careful where they put their hands when they prop them up above their shoulders? They'll be of proper sexuality. Oh, oh, there there we go. They're going to have to wear gloves and a blindfold in case when they lift them up, they won't look under the skirt. But the Wizards, they've had this male-female dance team for a few years now. I mean, I was kind of shocked when I saw that the first time. I was like, oh. All right. I, they didn't even mention it. All of a sudden, like, just they had guys flipping around and shit. Yeah. Y'all ready for this? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> All of a these geeks are coming out. Like, yeah, come on, Wiz. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you guys doing out here? <laughs> Colleges have always been. Well, I know why the college co-ed. guy cheerleaders do it. Well, yes, yeah. absolutely. There's no buffer zone there. No. I've heard stories. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Were you a male cheerleader? No, but Corey was. Was he? I didn't yeah. know that. From yeah, Maryland? Yeah, Corey was, yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some stories. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing about this. But this thing is, I really don't give a shit. No, me either. I really don't. I'm to the point now where I'm not some gawking teenager at a freaking football game or anything like that. Like every once in a while peeking over, like giving my nudge to my friends. I remember I'm back I remember back in RFK when I kind of didn't really care about the games. I take the the binoculars and I just stare at the cheerleaders. Wow. Yeah. For quite some time. How old were you? Probably eight. I don't know. You were eight? Dang, you were ahead of your time there. I know what I'm doing. Jeez, eight. Dang. Internet was not accessible back then, Noel. I had to work with what I had. (laughs) Right? You keep it in the old memory bank. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't bring cameras and stuff. Jeez. I guess Washington's the trailblazers, man. They're the California of the NFL. Yeah. I mean, they're just the trailblazers, and they, they're woke, they are I woke. guess, is, is, is what it is. But, hey, I think that one thing has absolutely nothing to do with the other. I understand that there is harassment and there is investigations happening. I don't see what one thing has to do with the other. It's about an organizational change that needs to take place to say, this is not acceptable, and you don't need to change the format completely. Women get scholarships to be cheerleaders. Women like to be cheerleaders. They want to be cheerleaders. But yes, they don't need to be harassed. They don't need to have pictures taken of them under towels and things like that. But bringing male cheerleaders in doesn't change that. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So it's just going to affect the number of female cheerleaders that are going to be on the team, if nothing else. Exactly. It's just going to make some cuts. This is just another national gimmick, a national promotion to say, hey, we're turning a new page. We we see what you see mm-hmm. to whoever is saying they see it. It's all about public perception. Yeah. And if any team had to do it, though. It would be this team for what happened. And, you know, I don't give a shit. Who cares? It, the cheerleaders are so inconsequential. Yeah. And truth be told, if we're up to the network, say, only show the ugly ones anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> watch the World Cup. Remember the criticism that the World Cup gets is because, you know, most of the time they're, you're using an international feed, right? All these different locations yeah. are using international feeds. And they'll always pan to the crowd to find, like, that girl in the cutoff tee and, like, the Italian national jersey that is like a bikini top. Always, they always yeah. do those. So, Sex sells, I mean, all. what are we going to do then when the World Cup comes around or the Euro comes around? Or are they going to blur it? <laughs> we can't get away from it. There are attractive women in the world. There are women that have enhancements that people might look at. Mm -hmm. We can't just blur everything out. We can't just change our eyes to everything. So, hey, in this case, if it's an easy out for them to look good after all the shit that Washington's been through, but everybody knows why they're doing it. Nobody thinks that this is for the greater good or because this is the right thing to do. They're doing it for damage control. And if it helps in the eyes of some people... I guess it's the way to go. Me personally, I don't give a shit either way. Eh, me either. Anyway, just thought I'd mention it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I guess it's time for the top five. You ready for it, Let's Noel? Let's do it. So on today's installment of this Top 5 Friday, we are going over our list of worst sports gimmicks. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the cheerleader thing, it has a little gimmicky thing to it. It has a little underlying reason why people do things. So I think that doing like gimmicks or shitty promotions that uh, you think that can entice that 1%, hey, Mm -hmm. 
Get a little extra change. Get people to the to the old ballpark. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like exactly. Entice people. And these are ones that are just really bad and should have never happened. Dumb as shit. Dumb as shit. So hopefully you enjoy it. Let's uh, start with number five. Go for it, Noel. All right. So number five. This one's a little bit old school. This is back in the 70s. They would still promote drinking and drinking was fun. But uh, mm-hmm. the Cleveland Indians took this to the umpteenth level. They were doing a promo of 10-cent beer night. Mm, okay. Man, that would have been a blast. But, of course, as humans are, 10-cent beer night, how many would you drink, Matt? Nine innings? You kidding me? We had nickel beer night at USF. Oh, man. Every nickel Thursday. Beer, ooh, we had drinking with Lincoln? You kidding me? <laughs> I mean, they didn't even give cups anymore. They would just give you a whole damn pitcher. They were like, we're not going to sit here and pour little cups. We bring the roll. Of, of, <laughs> I mean, the they're like whatever. Medicals. It was just, it was just the name at that no, point. Like the way it worked at our bar, you could only get a max of twenty at a time. So they yeah. didn't give you pitchers. They just lined up twenty beers in front of you. They got a little warm, a little warm by the end. This was Terrapin Station. Yeah, and they'd start out with cups, but as soon as the place would get packed, they just give you a pitcher. They just said, "Hell, I mean, people pissing in the corners. The thing place was so pa- it was disgusting." But you drank for free. We digress. We Getting digress. back to the Indians, which they're still called that. Are they? Yeah. They sold <laughs> They sold over more than 60,000 beers. Jesus Christ. To the point that they were beating the shit out of the freaking opponents. I mean, <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. So the whole thing got completely out of control. They had to forfeit the game. I think this was in like 74 or something like that. Craziness, but bad promo. Whoever thought about that, people weren't going to drink themselves almost to death. Imagine over the intercom on this thing, like, please drink responsibly <laughs> and drive safely. The 70s. <laughs> they have seatbelts. I know, you know? right? <laughs> it's a good promotion for the Indians, right? You would assume. Yeah, absolutely. No, it got people in the house. That's for well, sure. I would have gone. Well, I'm referring to how they're known. The uh... <laughs> Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> really? I think they're more in the hard, the hard stuff. The liquor. Well, you know, that's the best they could do. All right, yeah, okay. I'm totally kidding, everyone. That was, um, <laughs> that was wrong. All right, so uh, my number five is the Fox glowing puck in the NHL. If you remember this, so back in 1996, I thought I'd quote this commercial, and I can only imagine how, like, you know, with that Fox guy, like dun, dun, that, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that deep voice. <laughs> On January 20th, you will witness the biggest technological breakthrough in the history of sports. It was the glowing blue puck. Wow. That's in the history of sports, huh? History of sports. The history of sports. It's up where with the moon launch. <laughs> I remember. They, they really built this thing up. Oh and I was like, God. I, I got to see this thing. What are they talking about? I watched it for five minutes and I said, this is stupid. <laughs> it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and the technology wasn't even that good. That's the nah. thing. It wasn't like now where they can, it might look better now, but it would like slide off of the, it was just such It was huge too. And then it would yeah. come through uh, the wall. So you could kind of see, so dumb. But the big thing was though, if you remember the red tail, when yeah. uh, the puck hit 70 plus miles an hour. Yeah. It was so dumb. It was a little added bonus to the glowing blue puck, I guess. Yeah, the NHL, I mean, they were just, at that point in time, they were really trying to... They were grasping at straws. And Fox always tries to find a gimmick to get it sparked, because Fox will destroy any sport except for the NFL. Well, but nobody can destroy the NFL. And nobody... ESPN has done everything in their power to do that, but they just it's almost impossible. But the thing that was funny, though, in my research for this top five, 
because these pucks were actually pretty expensive, they only had 15 pucks, right? So normally an NHL game has like 35 to 40. If they ran out of pucks, they didn't know what to do. So did they go into the stands and get them back? Yeah, they did a lot of things to make sure because there's only <laughs> that 15. That is the dumbest thing. I didn't had no idea that that's yeah. what... I thought maybe they just had like a small tracker on it or something. And no, I didn't know that they were so valuable. 1996, like they didn't have this technology. It was like some uh, magnet or something that was in it. And you could only see it on TV. Obviously, you couldn't see it when you were playing. Sure, but, sure. Yeah, they imagine just, seeing it when you this glowing blue thing. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> they just put a huge LED light on it. <laughs> yeah. If they even had LED, I, back I don't then. believe so. No, yeah. no, not ninety six. But so that's that. It's a little little piece of info there. No, uh, thank you, thank you. I learned something hey, new today. No problem. One other thing, they got rid of it because of the cost, because it was getting so ridiculous. Not because of people thought it was stupid. Actually, in my research, people still love it. The majority of the things that I saw in it, it was all positive. Wow. I thought it was the dumbest thing I had ever seen. It was really dumb. What's your number four, Noel? Number four is, this is a minor league baseball team. You you could make a list of minor league baseball gimmicks and promos that is 100 long. And they still don't get shit for fans. This one is the West Michigan Whitecaps. Again, a minor league baseball team. The cash drop night. This one is kind of... An okay promotion just ended up disastrous, and you wouldn't see why it wouldn't. So -hmm. basically what ended up happening was they took kids from like 5 to 12 years old at an intermission during the game. Probably I think it was a seventh inning stretch or something like that. And they lined the kids up from, again, ages 5 to 12 out in the outfield at at the wall. And because the field was fifth, third ballpark, a bank, they had a helicopter fly over and drop money, $1,000. As a promo. <laughs> so, and they tell the kids, go! Like, to go run for the money. Okay. But the well, adults the bust. <laughs> I mean, is that what happened? Well, the kids proceed to trample each other. Of course. Of course. I would. But it's, it was like <laughs> it was like women in a bride's shop. So these two poor seven-year-olds get trampled and are hospitalized. Jesus Christ. They didn't die or anything. They were fine. Good. But that was, they were like, holy shit, what did we do here? I mean, this mob of kids are going after this money raining down onto the field. What did they think was going to happen? Exactly. Well, (laughs) what makes it even funnier is, I guess this Katie Croft, a club representative, says, it's for fun and games. This is why we have everybody sign waivers. (laughs) That's not uh, not cold at all. No. While the kids are sitting in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> so, life support. hey, there are some things in theory might be pretty good, like male cheerleaders. But in this case, <laughs> two kids ended up hospitalized. So good job. Nicely done. All right. So my number four is the XFL. You know the XFL, Noel, but not the second iteration, the first. I thought so, this was go- going to be kind of a negative list. Oh, it is. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. I can uh, pick some negative things out of the XFL. You're not under contract with them anymore? No. no. It's, it's, okay. I don't think anybody is. <laughs> it was the scramble. If you guys remember this, in 2000, uh, it tried to market itself you know, as the crazy, hardcore version of the NFL, whatever. So instead of a coin toss to decide the possession, which is standard in pretty much any sport. The XFL had two players sprint for a loose ball at midfield to, I guess, earn the possession, <laughs> which I, I don't know why anybody would even it's care. Like, why not if, just do Oklahoma drills and be I, done with <laughs> This is worse. Yeah. If you can imagine, I'm sure a lot of you can remember this, but if you don't, 
they'd put the ball down in the middle of the field, and basically two guys from opposing teams would run and basically try to grab the ball first on the ground. Yeah, so like basically a like pick like a fumble. Yeah. yeah. So um, I guess you know it was a way to pump up the crowd, show how violent they were, whatever. But on the very first week of the XFL, this was Orlando Rage. You know, that franchise. Safety Hassan Shamsid Dean. He separated his shoulder on the first play <laughs> before ever playing a, an actual down of football. On a play nobody gives a shit about. The coin toss. Because <laughs> we're extreme. Hey, X does not mean extreme. No, it means Sorry. whatever you want, you know? <laughs> but in this case, yes. Even at that time, I was like junior in high school, whatever. I thought that was the dumbest shit ever. I was like, somebody's absolutely going to get hurt doing this. Yeah, to hell with concussion protocol. I mean, two guys bashed their heads wore helmets in, in that. Right? Jeez. Why not just have them walk six paces and turn and shoot? <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly enough, they didn't stop doing it. No, they I know they did. throughout the entire I know they season. Didn't. The XFL had some innovations. They had some good ones that are still used to this day. But that one... What did you think was going to come of that? I think in a way they were hoping somebody got hurt. Oh, I'm sure. And they did. And they did. Good job. Good job, Vince. NBC, nationwide television. All right, moving on. What's your number? My number three is the three-point line. And no, I'm not talking about the current three-point line that we have in the league. I would hope not. I am talking about from, I think it was 94 to 97. So it was like two seasons. They moved the three-point line into 22 feet. So just everybody knows, the current three-point line and the three-point line before that was 23 feet, 9 inches. So they moved Mm -hmm. it in basically closer to gain more points because everybody loves the long ball. You know, so let's get more threes in the game. Well, it ended up becoming a disaster. You got guys that could hit the broad side of a barn bombing threes away, and it was awful. Like, for example, Jordan. This guy shot career 30%. In those two seasons, he hit 41 and 42%. And ironically enough, they wanted the points to go up, which the seasons before that, it was at 105. Mm -hmm. The points went down almost 100. Because guys who can't shoot threes started shooting threes. Exactly. So it was the start of, I guess, the big that could shoot threes, but it was way ahead of its time. So they scrapped that in a heartbeat. Honestly, I totally forgot that they did that. That was yeah, a dark man, time. Yeah, man, it was awful. When I saw that happen, I'm like, why? Those were some dark days, man. You saw guys coming out of the woodwork. It was bad. And now they need to move the three back. It's too close. <laughs> well, shit, at one point they were talking about a four-pointer. I mean, uh, ugh, what is this? The XBA. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, God. Right? Yeah, Vince, take care of it. Revolutionize basketball. But thank goodness they put it back to where it was. And now guys are shooting from the moon. Yeah. Hey, but at least there's respect to 23 and 9. Agreed. All right, so moving on to my number three. It is the Hagerstown Suns minor league team. If you're familiar with that, Hagerstown, Maryland. It's not just that it's a local team. It's that it's friggin' hilarious. It's the, <laughs> they, they ran a uh, a pre-planned funeral night. I have no idea why anybody would ever consider this, but back in 2003, the Hagerstown Suns hosted, as I said, they're called the pre-planned funeral night, which offered one lucky fan a funeral package worth $6,500. <laughs> what did that include? The lucky fan got all of it. Everything you could ask for when it the comes to... The premium package? <laughs> casket embalming use of the funeral home 
and even a death certificate. No tombstone or location? I mean, what, well, what's I wrong that, with them? Well, the funeral home's a location. No, I'm saying, where are you burying the person? Uh, most funeral homes, don't they have... I uh, don't know. It's best not to think about it, but... <laughs> they were... They were. <laughs> But to run a promotion to bring people in, shit. How did you win that? Was it a, like a drawing? I, I don't. Do I don't know that. that it, there was a lot, a large amount of old people that went to that game. I mean, I would assume so. I mean, you would think, hey, if you're a good grandmother or a good grandfather, you would think you would have gone above and beyond to be at that fucking game. Yeah. Why should it be my expenditure? Sixty-five hundred dollars <laughs> is a lot of money. I know. You know? you know, I mean, think of think of your grandkids, think of your sons and your daughters, that they have to have that expenditure on them. You go to that Hagerstown game. I don't give a damn if it's in the snow. You go there and you get that. <laughs> they should have done it like where they drop the money, but they put like the tickets for the old people. Like, <laughs> like whoever grabs the tickets. Right? You know, it would have been awesome if they had a casket and they had the raffle tickets inside and you had to and they made the old people dig in it. To try to find, like, the golden <laughs> ticket. What are these? What the hell's yeah. wrong with these people? Who comes up with this shit? I don't know. These minor league, they come up with the craziest they do. shit. That's definitely up there. That's up there, man. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what's your number two, Noel? That was my numero dos. That was oh, my number shit. two. That's why I knew. I was like, I was ready for it. I, I was going to say, you were talking a lot about it. You didn't seem surprised yeah, at all. As soon as you started and you said funeral, I'm like, oh. And I thought it, when I saw it, I'm like, come on. There has to be something else to this. This has to be a joke. Point. Yeah. And I kept reading it. I'm like, wow, embalmment, this whole thing. I'm like, mummifications. I'm like, geez, oh, flip. Are they for real? Uh, cremations are not a part no, of No, no. Too controversial, too. Oh, it's too controversial. Yeah. Okay. You got to go with the masses, Matt. <laughs> right. All right. So my number two is L.A. Dodgers ball night. So in 1995, the L.A. Dodgers decided to run a baseball night promotion for their fans in attendance, you know, like bat night and hat night and all that shit. So the team was was really bad that year. So I guess they were in this particular game who they were playing the Cardinals. They were getting their asses kicked and the fans thought it'd be a good idea to use their free baseballs as weapons <laughs> <laughs> towards the opposing Cardinals players. So they were warned, the fans, I mean, were warned three times. They actually gave them three warnings for using these baseballs as weapons against strike three and you're out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it works every time, you know? So then the Dodgers were actually forced to forfeit. Wow. The game. And that was actually the first time it happened in 40 years wow. in the national league. I don't think giving fans baseballs is a good idea anyway. Cause then if you have, you know, nickel beer day at the same time, God only knows what could happen. Well, but. shit. I mean, I guess like the Eagles, when they put batteries in snowballs and we're throwing them down day. in the field, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, at least they got creative with it and brought their own batteries. You actually gave them a weapon. Right? The whole stadium. Yeah, a the whole stadium a weapon. I mean, just raining <laughs> down. Remember when Washington beat Atlanta and they're throwing the, the seat yeah. cushions? No, this was balls, son. This actually reminded me of uh, The Simpsons when Marge had the pretzel wagon. And here come the pretzels. <laughs> You need to taste the rest. <laughs> this is a dark day for baseball because uh, the uh, <laughs> the manager was like out because of the press. Yeah, he was knocked beast. out. It's so funny. <laughs> Look it up if you haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So uh, what's your number one, Noel? We're finally there. All right. So my number one, you thought that the funeral night one was crazy. You thought the other ones mm -hmm. were, but this is why this is my number one. The weirdest one you can possibly think of. Okay, I don't, I don't know how it can beat the funeral one, but it does. Please, give it a shot. It does. Right. It's messed up. 
Charleston River Dogs vasectomy night. Okay. <laughs> now, it's real. It's real. Okay. Okay. Well, let's now, hear it. The premise of it was it was going to be a promo on a Father's Day game. Mm-hmm. So the lucky dad, I guess, said, okay, the lucky winner of this raffle, if they haven't had one already, I guess, gets honored with a vasectomy. So you don't have any have to have any more multiple Father's Days, I guess. Hey, I, I'm down with that. I'm down uh, with I, that. I could totally get behind that one. <laughs> and it wasn't because it was so messed up that anybody would think of a vasectomy day or night as a good idea. This bishop comes out, David Thompson, and says that this is distasteful based on a religious sense mm-hmm. because you're preventing reproduction. Right. Makes sense. That's why they stopped it because it never came to fruition. Not because it's insane <laughs> that you would well, promote something like this. It's because the bishop, who's a season ticket holder, said, no, this isn't, you know, Catholic. It's amazing. Like, what do these minor league baseball people do? Do they sit around like a conference table? They just There's just this think tank to get people into the stadium. And nobody said this is probably a bad idea. Like in the Burns one, you're all a bunch of yes men. <laughs> <laughs> but especially in this one, like what if something goes wrong with the vasectomy? Right. It could possibly be, they got me a shitty doctor and he fucked me. You know what Maybe I mean? Maybe they Anything. have to sign that waiver like the kids did when, they got, when they got trampled. <laughs> If you die, you sat down and you thought that this would be okay. What did you have a friend that was a doctor and you said, hey, man, you hook me up. I'll hook you up. I'll get you some free ticks to the (laughs) Charleston Chew team or whatever the hell they're called. He's like, thanks, but no thanks, buddy. And let's say they did it. We're sitting there. We go to the game with the kids. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden the camera pans over and says, seat 135. You are the winner of a vasectomy. Seat zero, 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 one. <laughs> yeah. C. Montgomery Burns. <laughs> right. I mean, the, the camera pans over to you and you're like, uh, okay. <laughs> like tip of the cap. Yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. I, I don't know. Uh, like you said, we could do a full top five of I'm weird minor league you, baseball guys, ones. Look them up. Look at the minor league promos. Some of them are insane. Well, since they don't pay the players anything, they can, you know, afford vasectomies. <laughs> right. The players should get vasectomies because they can't afford to have kids. <laughs> that's for sure. All right. Well, I'm going to move on to my number one, if that's all right with you, Noel. Go for it, man. All right. Top that one. I think you'll appreciate this one. Okay. So mine is the 2010 World Cup that was in South Africa. The Vuvuzelas. This was the bane of my existence, and I know yours too. And I'm amazed it's not on your list. That's an awesome one. I Honestly, it totally slipped. There were such insane ones that that definitely would have made my list, though. That's a really good one. Hey, thanks. This one is specifically bad, though, because it completely ruined my World Cup experience from watching on television. But it also ruined the people's experience that were there. So... Oh my god, it was horrible. Can we do the whole show like this, Matt? Matt, talk for a little bit. See, continue your point. Hey, Noel, how's it going? I, I don't know if anybody remembers this, but it was in every fucking game. Oh my god. There was so many, it sounded like fucking locusts. Yes, but through 90 minutes of a game. Of a game. So... I don't know if you know this or not. Again, did a little research on a Vuvuzela and what the historical representation of it is, but it was used to summon distant villagers to attend community gatherings. So if you can understand, distant. 
yeah, to gather distant like, villagers. Not for people that are, you know, two feet in front of you so you can blow out their fucking eardrums. Oh, so they didn't have like 90,000 villagers doing them all at the same time? Uh, no, <laughs> not not typically. It was it was like one and said, okay, other yeah, village. One. They come had on one and, in the village and they had like the one guy that did it. Yeah, let's go eat, you know? Like the triangle, like ding, ding, dinner time. <laughs> yeah. And you couldn't tell from watching it on TV, but the average sound exposure during a game at the World Cup was 100.5 decibels on an Good open Lord. stadium. If you remember when we saw Hogan yeah. back in the Capitol Center, what was the decibel level there? That was, was it like in the 90s? 98. It was out of control. And that was an enclosed, yeah, at the US Air Arena. Right. Capitol Center at the yeah. time. It was the US Air Arena. Uh, whatever. It, it, it was back in Hogan's heyday, yeah. and it was the loudest thing I think we've yeah, ever heard. That was insane. But, but this. Ugh. The peak decibel level, though, listen to this, is 144.2. There was actually a scientist who did some kind of deep research into this, and, you know, that's insanely high. If they're beating out Hogan, you know, you know, you know and, it's and, high. And, and that's a good point. And the thing is, Matt, it wasn't just like these people were bringing them on their own. They were giving them out like candy. The World Cup initially... They didn't want to have them there because they knew that this is like going to a freaking NASCAR race if they have right. these things in there. And that's kind of what it sounded like. It was yeah. like when they were and then they were crawling. <laughs> yeah. And they wanted to ban them and South Africa fought tooth and nail to have them in there. So they had them. And um, I could only imagine you thought the Lino shit that we talked about before about <laughs> Italia was bad. Time imagine having by 100,000 people. Yeah, imagine him <laughs> having one of those fucking things. I would have shoved that down his throat. <laughs> but you know, it, the decibel thing, it actually caused a permanent hearing loss for yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> Throughout a 90-minute period, it actually did for many, many uh, viewers of the World Cup. So About three games in to hearing that shit, I wish it had done that to me on the TV. <laughs> So sure but they did awful. actually, if you notice throughout the World Cup, started to lower the crowd. Yeah. Because people were like, this is insane. Yeah, this is stupid. It was unwatchable. This is dumb. It was in my nightmares for, for a little while. It was the worst. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to well, it. Well, that World Cup is still in Italy's nightmares because they sucked in that one. It was, pr yes. And I'll blame the Vuvuzelas for it. There you go. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. We're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, please share it on social media. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group, and our website, BeltwaySportsBros.com. Thanks again for listening, and hope you guys have a great weekend. Hey, enjoy the All-Star Day. Hell yeah.